This is a post-Christian podcast. Welcome to the Revolution Church Podcast. Hey, Roberta. All right, we're on. Hello, everybody. Sorry I was doing my own lighting. We've got some lighting gear. I feel a little oily this morning. Oh, Thomas. Hey, Thomas. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice. And be glad in it. Amen. He is risen. I like that the microphone for you guys is just a prop. Um, That's interesting, huh? Yeah. It's like like talk shows when they're like, like it's Yeah. So let everybody get in this morning, get their seats, say hello to their neighbor. Find, yeah, find, find your pew. Find your pew. <laughs> Sit in your own pew. Hold on, everybody. Ah. How come there are not secular pews? How come, like, uh, stadium seating... Isn't called the pews. We we'll need to look into that. Well, I got a woman. So I have had a crazy morning getting kids ready to go play, and had a really fun day yesterday with the kiddos. Oh, Brian's here too. At the park for like five hours, so that was a blast. Um, and tiring. Um, and last night the kids put all of their stuffed animals in my bed so and they get a lot of stuffed animals so anyway not cool kids how you guys doing today take a note kids good i hope um yeah so i am just trying to slip back into jay talker speaker mode and not jay frazzle dad mode um almost ran out of gas on the way here so that was fun um but what do we got here do so you half run out of gas half electricity no i don't have electricity um yeah i used to but i don't anymore so um what's going on oh well we're having to let's go we had to rig rig this up the reason we're shooting this way today is because i'm on caleb's ipad because my phone doesn't have enough um what's it called data data and i'm like one day away so i don't want to lose like they charge you like 15 dollars for one gig i mean it's a nightmare so you know we're, we're ragtag and, and i don't pay for wi-fi yeah and caleb does not afford, can't afford i can't afford wi-fi, wifi. so yeah so that's so here we are that's the position that we're in so that's not a lie this is a nice good fundraising segue yeah. um <laughs> We did find a really great camera that we want to start. We want to buy. Um, it looks really cool. Yeah, the Pete it, Rollins recommended yeah. that we start using, and it looks really good. It's like automated and stuff. What's it called? Uh, it's just the Waze V. Wave V. Wait, I, don't uh, I don't know. It's like three hundred bucks, right? Like, what a, three, it was like three fifty, four hundred, something. It's like. really cool. So we might be doing a fundraiser soon. Having a what do they call those when they camp meeting? Not camp meeting. A, a telethon. Oh, telephone! Oh gosh, uh, uh, the John. phones are. I hear the phones ringing. <laughs> we have we have Stacy from Florida. Stacy, hey, you're live on the air. How are you doing? Um, so, so I quit Facebook a few days ago, and here I am on Facebook. Weird thing is, this Facebook is doesn't let you quit right away. Mm-hmm. They give you like I can't quit. Yet. They give you 14 days to decide. And so I just had to mute my page, um, 
which is bad because then you go back and you read all the stuff and you're like, was I being reasonable? Was I not? Oh, no. You know, and I guess there's a Netflix documentary out right now about the toxicity of online communication. I'm not sure. A documentary? I'm not sure about that. Yeah, it's that. on Netflix. I, I can't remember what it's called, but I, I know a lot of people are talking about it. Um, so, yeah, so, yeah. Um, it's been strange. And one of the things I worry about often with, with doing revolution as a pastor is that I use myself a lot as an example. And I know a lot of people are like, you shouldn't use yourself as an example. Um, but I don't know a whole lot more people. I just know me. And so that's kind of my thing. But the also thing is I'm a very deep feeler and um, very empathetic and when I try to communicate what I'm doing or what I'm going through, it's not for me to say like, poor me, poor me, poor me another drink. It's me to be like, you know, like express to you, like I know where you're at or I'm trying to understand where you're at or this is where I'm at so I can only imagine where you're at. You know, it's empathy. It's trying to be a little bit more than sympathetic and it's how I've always done it. So there you go. Um, at least he's consistent. Yeah. So he may be fluffy. He may be uh, <laughs> an ear tickler, but at least he's consistent. Yeah. So, you know, I, I've been posting a lot of stuff that we talk about here. Um, you know, encouraging people to argue well, um, talk to each other, um, not scapegoat each other, that type of thing. And it seems as though we are at a point in our country where everybody's tense. They're so tense mm. that I, I put up a quote from Sean Lennon, and that's really what drove me to want to get off Facebook. I mean, there, I mean, there's history on Facebook, but I'd already had pushback from something else where I'd ask people to talk and, 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 and see each other as human beings, but I put up something about Sean Lennon saying that not all liberals are crazy snowflakes, you know, and blah, 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 and that not all conservatives are Nazis, and to judge them as that is bullshit. And he goes on and says something else. I'll, I'll maybe put that up in the notes below in the, so when we have the conversation, where we have the talk, the Q&As. Afterglow. Um, the afterglow. And... Um, and people got horrifically mad and uh, really upset. And what worries me is, is one, is what I do as for a living is I'm a pastor. And I'm trying to teach what I understand with out of a biblical foundation. And you guys know I, I, I disagree with the Bible sometimes, and, 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 you know, and I, I'm honest about that. But, you know, just simple, like, biblical, like, Paulinian and Jesus stuff about, you know, loving your neighbor, being kind to them, sitting down and having a conversation. And it's it's tough that we're in such a tense mode right now in society that suggesting that all people on one in one group are not the same uh, gets people angry. And I think what's new for me is seeing progressives get really angry at me. And I think I've, I, you know, I've, I've been okay in that camp for a long time. Um, but recently I've seen a lot of my progressive friends 
get very angry at me. Uh, I had somebody send me, uh, you know, on on Twitter the other day, accused me of of, of uh, being a white moderate and quoted the letter from the Birmingham jail. Um, and we ended up having a really long argument uh, in DMs. And we, what I realized is that we weren't even talking to each other, that we were both kind of upset and we were talking towards each other. And uh, so I gave him my phone number and we talked. And uh, it was an intense conversation, I'm not going to lie, you know. But it was a lot of uh, trying to explain things like where I'm coming from in my own life and what my own work do, is and what I do. And what I feel like is that we often just really assume so much and in, 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 we read in. And I, I think when we make the mistake of judging others based on a media platform that is very limited and that usually only shows the best or the worst. You know, it's like, oh, the day's horrible. Or, oh, look at my fun vacation. It's sensationalized. Yeah. And, and so we have this, like, hyperboil of, like, who this person is. And then we sum it all up, you know. It's often like when someone comes up and argues about something else that my talk didn't cover because they were upset that the talk wasn't covered that situation. And you're kind of like, well, that was what the talk was about. But I've done talks about that. And I can put that, you know, I can show you which one that is or I recommend you listen to it or, you know, whatever. Or we can talk about this. But that's, you know... I understand you might be upset, but that wasn't what the talk was about, you know, um, so it's not relevant. Um, so what I, I guess I, I, twofold is I want to say, like, one, maybe how we can be better neighbors to each other. But also, like, when, when we talk about loving our enemies, when we talk about... Um, arguing well uh, not seeing all people as not judging one group of people as mm-hmm. all bad scapegoating, scapegoating um, people is, is, is you know is something that Jesus talked about quite a bit and so I want to just kind of riff off of Matthew for a second Matthew 7 and you know honestly I, I feel like right now it's like a lot of people just don't want Jesus in the conversation right now. And I get that because a lot of Christians are, are, are thinking one way and everybody kind of assumes that all Christians think one way. Um, but if people, you know, if you don't feel like Jesus has the room for you, you don't have room for Jesus right now in your political discussions and talks, that's fine. You know what I mean? But know that when I'm having these conversations, I'm thinking about Jesus. I'm thinking about theology. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm taking these things apart. And that's where my, you know, challenges are coming from is, is this idea of, you know, and honestly, it's like everybody, I, I honestly don't know how many times, and it used to be back in the day that all my, my conservative friends would always be like, well, what about the temple? But lately, I've had a lot of people asking me about the temple, and I might just do a talk about Jesus uh, turning over the tables in the temple soon, just because I keep getting it referred back to me every time. I'm like, love your neighbor as yourself and this and that. And, you know, what are the most important things you can do? Love God with all your heart and your neighbor as yourself. Well, who's my neighbor? Your neighbor's your enemy, you know? And, and, and the essence of Christ's message now all goes like, no, but we're at the turning the tables over part, you know? And, and so I, it's like, okay, well, we can talk about that. But there was a very, you know, I can't just not use my understanding of what 
history tells me, what the customs were at the time, and why Jesus was upset at the time. You know, I, 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 you know I've got a mind full of theology in my head and a mind full of context in my head. So I'm hearing context often when I'm, I'm having these conversations with people. They're using scripture, and I'm, tr- I'm looking at the context of the scripture that they're using. And so that can often also be a, a, a struggle. Um, but I think it's times like this where, where the shit has hit the fan that is when the religion of Christianity becomes very complicated and very hard and becomes mm-hmm. a struggle to do and those things of, well, what does the tick up your cross mean? Mm-hmm. Well, right now, that's what it means. Mm-hmm. You know, it means don't scope, scapegoat everybody. You know, love mm-hmm. never gives up, never loses faith, always hopeful, endures through every circumstance. You know, or we can become, or we can hit up the scriptures that would have been used to judge us our whole life. I mean, I can do that too. Mm-hmm. And I just prefer not to, you know, and some of those verses I, I, I discount completely. So you have a, a, a very complicated struggle here of how to be Christ-like in this moment in time. And um, so it's, it's, it's tough, but I'll, I'll, I'm going to use what I got and we'll see where we go here today. Um, in Matthew 7, 1, it says, Do not judge so that you may not be judged. For with the judgment you make, you will be judged. And the measure you give, you will be the measure you get. So funny that that last part of that talk on judging, I've heard it used a million times for raising money. <laughs> the measure you give is... Yeah, yeah it's, it's... Prosperity gospel. Yeah, yeah no, it's yeah. total prosperity verse. Yeah, yeah. And it's all about forgiveness, not about money. But Depends on how you want it. But if you guys want to give some money... how you want to read it. We'll see if that works. Um... So this is what Jesus says here. Why do you see the speck in your own neighbor's eye, but do not notice the the log in your own eye? Or how can you say to your neighbor, let me take that speck out of your eye while the log is in your own eye? Mm. You hypocrites, first take out the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your neighbor's eye. Mm-hmm. You know, and what I think I'm trying to do with this, the church kind of motto right now is argue well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's our hashtag. <laughs> is, is look at this and say, listen, we don't, I don't, I'm not saying you have a log in your eye. I'm saying we might just both have specks in our eyes or we both, both, might both have logs in our eyes. Um, but why have we gotten, have we, we've gotten to the point where we can't have these conversations. And I'll be honest with you, I keep looking at things that are making people angry online and making myself angry in politics. And the problem is a lot of this stuff is legal, completely legal. Like, you know, um, the Republicans are, might, might be being hypocrites, but it's completely legal for them to put into justice right now, a judge. It's legal. Oh right. You know, there, there, you know, there's, there's, there's these things that we don't like and we don't want, but you know, there's, but there's laws around them that need to change. You know, I, I, I think that in order for us to change laws, I think pr- uh, protesting is very important and vital, and I stand with it. Um, but I also think meeting with yeah. leaders, meeting with politicians speaking with them, them hearing our voices, 
and voting and those type of things are very important too. Mm-hmm. Now, also, I'm a non. I believe in nonviolence. I believe in yeah. King's idea of nonviolence. But I've been talking to some people who are saying violence isn't out of the question. And this is some of my my very woke liberal friends who are like, violence isn't out of the question anymore. And so I'm going like, okay, I'm not telling you. I can't tell you that that's you can't do that. You can you do whatever you want. But I'm going to tell you why I believe nonviolence mm-hmm. is the answer. Mm-hmm. And you can do with that what you want. You can grab some of it. You can throw it out. Um, but it, it, it does concern me, you know, to hear so many people talking violence. I mean, just recently, my 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 father um, had somebody on his television show, and they talked about like Christians need to get militias together because there's going to be a civil mm-hmm. war and all this stuff. And that was really disheartening, you know. Alex Jones type stuff. But then at the same time. I'm seeing people on the other side being like, yeah, we need to be ready for a war. So this is a scary time. That is scary. Um, it's scary that when we do something as simple as, as asking, you know, what Jesus said is, look at the log in our own eye before we take care of the speck in the other person's eye, or look at our speck before we look at their speck, is now something that gets people extremely angry and extremely hateful. And... Um, I'm, 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 I understand people are hurt. I understand people are angry. Um, I guess what I see is things that I don't want in my own life. You know, I, I, I just, I see us attacking each other and it breaks my heart. Because I'm going like, if this is what I said and I'm being attacked and told that, you know, I'm wrong, I'm bad, um, I don't listen to others. Uh, you know, my white male privilege has blinded me and deafened me. You know, and in hearing all these things because they disagree with me, um, you know, is and that's hard. It's hard because I'm going to get into that more in a minute because I, I definitely will say I have white male privilege. I don't deny that at all. Um, but. This is this is what we see. This, these great arguments happening over over the fact that people, you know, just saying, "Hey, let's not write everybody off," you know. And I say, like, when you when we use the term Nazis for other people, you know, I don't use that term um, a lot because I I I think I, I'm sensitive to my Jewish brothers and sisters. I'm also sensitive to exactly what happened in Nazi Germany, um, and and thinking about that. Um, somehow I just feel like we all might need to t- count to 10 but you say maybe we don't have that time well we got to vote you know and maybe we need to go out and protest um, but what I'm worried about is infighting amongst people who agree with you and that's what I'm starting to see is like, like these are people where I feel like we're on the same page but now we're arguing and we're, du- we're, we're tearing each other down and making caricatures out of each other uh, through judgment rather than being willing to say like, you know, there might be a speck in my eye, you know? Not only, you know, through that own conversation, the fact that we're worried that we can't even look at comments that say, you know, don't make it about us and them is is strange to me, especially because a lot of these folks I know came out of evangelical Christian backgrounds and things like that. And a lot of the reason a lot of us left the evangelical church is because they were just focused on the fundamentals 
and because they judged us so harshly and because they did not know who we were and because they were not willing to make a relationship with us and because they held the law over grace, because they hold law over compassion, because it was justice over grace. And so those things drove a lot of us away. And it was legalism. But now what I'm starting to see is legalism in... You know, my and people that I've usually seen as safe play people, and harshness within them, and that worries me. And I was talking to somebody the other day, and we were talking about tribalism and and, and how the dangers of, of tribalism, you know, can happen. I'm such an introvert that I don't often fall into those things. Um, but I was saying, like, I, I I felt like I had a tribe in the progressive movement and the left movement, and I said, right now, I, I kind of feel like somebody without a tribe. You know, because mm-hmm. I don't want what the conservatives have, and I don't now want what the, a lot of the liberals have. And what I'm having a hard time doing is is finding uh, people who are, who are willing to have a uh, an earnest conversation and not assume the worst. Like I want to talk mm-hmm. about something, mm-hmm. um, but all of a sudden it's like, well, then you must not be listening to people. Like I literally had somebody say, well, then you don't care about black people and you don't care about LGBTQ mm-hmm. people, right? And you know, I'm like, do you see my day-to-day life? Do you see who I meet with? Do you see who I have conversations? Like, you just need to shut up and listen. I'm like, but do you realize who I spend my time listening to and talking with? So it's tough when we get into the judgment seat with each other. And I feel for me, I've had so much self-reflection. You know, I'm constantly spending time with myself, uh, working on myself in therapy questioning my motives about everything you know to the point where it's, it's almost unhealthy um, I'm, I'm an obsessive compulsive thinker um, but but it, it's like you know it's like I guess in some ways it's a gift because I really do try to treat people how I want to be treated you know and another thing was is like I used that example on for example saying like well people are questioning like my my, my heart my, my passion my, my thing you know and and then someone's like, well, why do you have to make this all about you? Oh, it's all about you. I'm like, well, it's kind of my Facebook page, you know, and and it's something that's happening. And I saw it happen to me, and I don't want it to happen to other people, you know. So I just, it's a mess, you know. And so I'm trying to own my end of the street on this, and I hope others will, will start to look at our side of the street as well. Um, but, you know. I can't in any way sleep well at night by saying all conservatives are Nazis. I know too many. I know people who aren't voting for Trump now, you know, um, because they just feel like they can't. But they're still Republicans. And I know some who are, you know. Um, and some of these people are people who give you the shirts off their back. Why, they're, why they don't understand what's going on in the country today or why they have a different view um, is probably because they were raised different and grown different and see things differently. Um, people have different opinions based on how they grew up and what their focuses are um you know i've sat down with some people who are extremely well educated you know and and understand politics more than i and we disagreed you know i had points where we've had to ask for the check because we were about both about to reach over and grab each other's throats because our political (laughs) argument got so intense you know i've been there you know i understand um but anyway I just I hope we can get to a place where we're where we're willing to get the speck out of our eye before we judge others that we realize that we're all fallible that we all have different 
faults and different mistakes. And it's very easy to put one's faults over others. And, um, you know, do I fight, you know, do I fight for, for, for human rights? Yes. Do I go out and protest for human rights when it's possible for me to do that? Yes. <laughs> Will I argue with human rights? Yes. Will I lay my life in front of someone else's? Yes. You know, I, I mean, I, I'm often a very extreme leftist snowflake. I've been that, you know, person. So I, I'm not far from that. Um, I'm sure we're get a little pushback today, and that's okay. Pushback is good, but that's the thing is like, well, you don't listen, you don't convert with people, but we're trying to do that here at the church. That's what we're trying to build is an example to even other churches is saying we can have an open discussion, we can talk to each other, we can push back um, in, in the church. So it, it's, it's one of those things where we're constantly working on trying, like, how can we communicate with each other even when we're not together, even during COVID, you know? And, uh, and then hearing, you know, other people who aren't familiar with your work sum up your life is just kind of sucks. But anyway, and I think it triggers me. Honestly, I, I don't like the word trigger, but I think it triggers me for the things I went through with my parents and that I saw my parents go through. So I think that's a big thing. You know, it's a big trigger. Yeah. And you're going like, oh, you know, because I grew up with, with the, the, the saying that Christians are the only army that kill their wounded. And, uh. Now I'm like, oh, well, I guess we've moved out of that, and now other people are killing their wounded, you know? And hurt people hurt people, and I understand mm, that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, but that's why I had to shut down my Facebook is because I was like, you know, I'm probably arguing with people who are hurt. Yeah. And who are confused themselves. And, and you don't know you. Yeah, well, I don't want to tear them down. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I don't sure. want to, like, cause their life to be horrible because I'm like, well, watch me. I'll whip their butt with some weird philosophy mm-hmm. theology or I'll link somebody else's name or you know I mean one person said I was trying to make up for my racist family and friends you mm-hmm. know and I'm going like that's a really layered loaded <laughs> yeah and this is the compassionate you know we're very compassionate why aren't you listening why aren't you being more compassionate because your family's racist you know I mean it's like wait like do you not realize like one you know like you're you're holding a snake in one hand you know and like right. a dove in the other you know mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah. oh no, 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 come here. Oh, ah. Good come back. You know, it's like, I'm, I don't know where to go. I can't, I, I'm trying to be like the man of like difficult conversations. But when we, when we, when we just discount one another as human beings, when we discount each other as human beings and we assume the worst or assume like, oh, you must be like all the rest, then we start to cut each other out. And the conversation's over. I mean, I was having one conversation with this one person, and it was just like, we just seemed like we were talking towards each other. And so I went, and I said, you know, i got to go talk to somebody. And they were like, you know, Jay, you know, this conversation you're having is, 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 is you need to just walk away from it. You know, I'm like, yeah, but the conversation ends. He's like, yeah, but that's the problem with some conversations. You know, with some people, you just can't rationalize. You can't get to that point. You can't have that tough conversation. And you just have to go find a friend sit down and have a conversation and talk it out, you know, because there might not be a way to solve that problem. And for me, I guess the sad part of that is, is that the conversation ends. Yeah. You know, and I don't think what a lot of us realize is that sometimes we're conversation enders and that we come into a situation uh, angry and defensive and we end up shutting down the conversation completely. 
and uh, I think that's some. I mean, I've done that. Yeah. I still do it. That's why the other day I was like, call me. You know what I mean? Because I realized that I wasn't making the conversation go mm-hmm. anywhere. You know, I was mad. And I was like, maybe if we talk, I'll talk. I'll hear a human voice on the other line. You mm-hmm. know, anyway, learn from me and my mistakes. Um, these are the questions I had thinking about the speck in your eye and all this kind of stuff is, um, are we above reproach? I'm reading my notes. You know, are we, we can't be criticized or asked to see others as human. And, um, and I feel like I'm, I'm kind of having like, you know, I'm saying like we can't be criticized and I'm complaining about being criticized. <laughs> um, but I'm also asking like, you know, we can't ask of other people are human beings either. You know? Yeah. So it's like, it's that's like, the whole equivocation of like the speck and the, and the board and the, or in the plank is yeah. like, you know, check yourself before you check somebody else. Um, Um, I'm just going through my notes. Sorry, everybody. The video is not frozen. We're just no. Yeah, I'm just thinking, folks. I, I'm just thinking, like you know, the ideas of of. How can we reach out to each other? How can we talk to people we care about? How can we talk to those with influence? You know, how can we use what influence we have to change and shape others? Um, because honestly, I'd much rather be worried about what's going on in my neighborhood and what's going on with folks in the church and things like that than, you know, arguing online. You know, it, it's, it seems to be almost a distraction. So... You know, I'm taking the steps that I need to take to do that. Um, but when I announced when I was leaving, you know, I'd been on Facebook for 14 years and this is my job. So my job goes through promoting online. I mean, that's how I do it. I don't have many other ways to do it. We don't have the finances to do it. And so shutting down when you have 20 something thousand followers is kind of tough. And um, so I wrote just a heartfelt note letting people know why, you know, and I had somebody tell me, oh, you know, take your toys and go home. You know, yeah. You don't want to listen, so you're just going to take your toys and go home. And what I was trying to do was one, not be angry and distracted with other people, but also protect my own mental health. Because the next day I, I had a panic attack, and I hadn't had one of those in a while. And um, and it's funny to have a, a a white woman tell me that the reason I'm shutting my thing down is because of my white fragility when I want to be like, no, I actually suffer from really bad mental health issues, you know? And also you're not using that in the text, a context that's really meant to help me. It's really meant to just tear me down for not doing what you're telling me to do, mm-hmm. you know? And so we all use words and ideas to, 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 to you know, and, and the thing is, is we both sides, we can argue really spicy, mm-hmm. really spicy. Lots of zingers, but, lots of... But, but arguing, like... Arguing with conservatives in my life have always been like, well, you're just, you're a heretic, your theology's bad, you know, this is, you're dragging other people to hell, turtle damnation, this type of thing. You know, and I used to get a ton of that. And now from the other side, I'm getting the, the, really, the progressive side, arguing with them is almost impossible because they'll say, oh, well, you're, well, you're a cis white male 
And then you're like, okay, well, I can't argue with that. That's true. Okay. Yeah. You know, but I know the way you mean it. But even if I say anything right. back, I lose. You know, right. so there you go. I mean, you've won the conversation, right. but you've ended the conversation. You know, or using, you know, white fragility rather than like, no, maybe this guy's having a bad day. Maybe he's mentally ill. Maybe he's struggled. You know, by using those, you know, I can't argue with that. Like, I can argue bad theology. I can argue the fact that I don't actually even believe in a literal hell. Um, but it gets a lot harder to argue when we, we know things that you can't argue with. Hmm. You know, and, 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 and we're virtue signaling and being like, well, see, oh, see, yeah. see, look it's at me. It's getting out of hand. It, 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 it is getting out of hand. And I'm saying this as an extremely leftist person, a very live and let live person, a pastor who doesn't want to save anybody for Jesus. I mean, if you end up liking Jesus, that's awesome. But the fact is, is like, I mean, I'm, I'm a pretty big open book. And so if I'm getting this, I can't imagine what you guys are dealing with, you know. And also I worry, like, if I'm just telling everybody else to argue well, like, am I throwing people into, like, this weird place where they're just getting, you know, devoured by each other? And, uh, you know, I want to see change in the world, and I just don't think change is going to come into this world if we're all keyboard warriors and afraid to take a hard look at ourselves and ask hard questions um, but also be afraid uh, to humanize the other and to humanize our enemies. I think that's really the key to sitting down, having conversations, and making long-lasting change. Um, <sighs> you know, one of the things is like we can do is is you know, I don't know. I, I honestly, I, I feel like I'm falling down a, 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 a trying to defend myself, and what I don't want to do is that right now. Um, I guess what I'm going to ask you guys to do is, is, is because this is the audience right now that we have, is, you know, let's just do our best not to make assumptions from one another. Um, you know, and, and I, what I love about that scripture about, you know, before you judge a person for having, you know, a speck in their eye, maybe first work first on getting the log out of your own, and then maybe you can help them get the speck. And that word help is pretty important to me because it's saying, you know, you're there to help. You're there to give care. You're there to be loving, you know, um, not to belittle, you know, not to tear down, um, not to be in a place of domination, you know, when we talk about arguing well, it's not, can you dominate the conversation? It's like, no, can we have a conversation where, yeah, it might get tense, it's going to be difficult, but we both come around to a place where we see something that's, that, that's able to be solved. Um, one thing that was great about my mom is, you know, my mom supported D George W. Bush. And it's funny because back then, that's how people, people felt very angry about George W. Bush. And, and so I was obviously a Democrat and sitting down with my mom and we're talking about why I was a Democrat. And I, I, I told her, um, I started explaining to her insurance and how insurance worked and how I wasn't able to get a type of insurance and that I felt that, uh, uh, I'm trying to remember who was running against. Oh, Bush. Uh... Second time. Well, anyway, I was trying to explain to her why I felt that the need you know, that why, why I was Democrat, why I believed insurance was important. Healthcare for everyone was important. And 
how I hadn't had health care for a long time, um, how I had to get Groupons to go to the dentist and, you know, and, and sitting there and explaining these little tiny issues to her. She's like, Oh honey, that makes sense. You know, maybe you're right. You know, and, and we would talk about it. And she's like, Oh, I've never thought of it that way and saw that way. And it was really beautiful, you know, because we, we, we were able to not agree, but we were able to, I was able to say, this is why this is where my heart is. You know, this is, you know, if someone said, well, why do you not, you know, I mean, I could argue, have that argument again now. I mean, I probably will lose my insurance now. Um, you know, but that was the, we have, were able to have that argument. Um, and that's what I kind of hope for. Not that it's like every argument's like an argument, you know, a conversation with your mom, but, um, I think we can. I just don't know if it's possible online. Hmm. But it, I've had some start online and then move into phone calls and on person and, and Zoom calls and, and things like that. So um, I guess we're always going to miss each other a little bit. Um, it's tough. You know, I just, I left my faith or my faith tradition because I felt like it was all about, you know, if you don't follow the rules, um, you're out. And I just feel like that's where I'm at again is, is, is now I'm, I'm seeing people from my party starting to start a legalistic way of thinking that says, if you're not completely in, you're out. If you ask the wrong questions, you're done and we will attack you and we will discredit you. And, uh, we will use words that you won't even be able to fight back with, you know? And to me, that's sad because that's not, that doesn't attract me, you know? I mean, I even thought even when I was having this, because I knew it was based in political politics, I was like, you know, is this what the next four years are going to be like if either side wins? You know, I mean, it made me not want to have anything to do with voting, you know, and I think we don't realize that too, is that often we just drive people away, you know, I mean, I understand, you know, I can understand now why certain people get so angry at each other. Um, but what I do is I try to sit back, talk it and, and work it out in my mind. Um, it's tough to not scream and react. It's tough to research. It's tough to go through and, and, and read all the articles it's tough to take time and think well and think critically. It is very tough. It is really tough to not just go straight to the mats and scream. Because I, I, I watch a lot of my friends being very successful just reacting and just putting out posts that are completely reactionary. And, um, and, and I just watch, watch their work grow and grow and grow. And I just go like, but I can't. You know, like I, I, I've, I've got to look through it. I've got to think. I've got to do it. I want to argue well. I want to have tough conversations. So, um, and I want to help other people have tough conversations. And I think that's what Christ has called us to do is to have tough conversations there. I said it, you said it, you know, Take a note. um, so so what are we going to do about the specs? You know, let's just say we both have specs. You know, or do we want to spend all our time qu- trying to qualify each other when there is when there's so much work to be at hand? You know, is there maybe that we could learn to take each other's word for, or even expect the medium out of people rather than the worst or the best? 
you know, that we could just have lower our expectations of failure or success, you know, of others, you know, and, and just simply think it through. Um, because there is so much hard work at hand and if we're tearing each other apart and we're just making our, our people who are passionate about fighting racism smaller, people who are passionate about fighting for kids in cages smaller because we're tearing each other apart over small things and different ideas and different theology. I mean, it almost is like the church. It's almost like how many denominations can we start through our small disagreements? (laughs) You know, Oh, you think this, Uh, Oh, well I'm, you know, so I'm going to go this way. You know, well, I think this, so well, now I'm going to go this way, you know, and so now all of a sudden uh, leftists are going to be torn into like 50 different ideas of leftists and, and progressives are going to be starting to split off into different ideas of like, oh, the, well, this is this type of progressive and then that's this, this type of progressive, mm. you know. It's like an, an obsession <clears throat> with idealism. Yeah, and, and, and then you see, you know, the conservatives, if they're arguing, they're arguing in private and to be honest with you, they love to watch progressives argue with each other and tear each other apart because it takes away from us going after them and having hard conversations with them because it's the great distraction. And that's what I'm worried for. Are we suffering from the great distraction? Next book title. Yeah, maybe. All right. So here it goes. I'm going to keep my fingers crossed. It's time for afterglow. So grab your donuts and your coffee. Let's no more coffee chat. for Jay. <laughs> Thank you first off for preaching three sermons at once. Ah, no, it was kind of three sermons. <laughs> I'm yeah. just I'm half I'm I'm picking on you. That was a lot. That was really it good. Was two. Thank you. Well, it was two. Thank you. Uh we've got a lot of very positive feedback. Well, it's really hard to write talks too when your kids are around. Yeah. And so I was sitting in the park yesterday and I was like, No, 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 I know. I'm just serious. Yeah. Like yesterday I was sitting in the park like yeah. this is a great idea. This is a great idea. <laughs> and then I'm looking here at my notes going like, that's a horrible idea. <laughs> Don't do not say that. <laughs> What are you thinking? When, when, not gonna, I'm not going to let myself go to the park again and write, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, wow, let's just end the church today. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Solve the equation. <laughs> Philosophy is over now. Yeah. We solved it. Okay, I'm going to read um, some observations, and then I'm going to read a disagreement that happened within, uh, within the congregation that was, that was nicely handled. Oh, good. Okay. So, uh, our good old buddy Angel says, in regards to social media, after one or two interactions, you get a vibe of where someone is heading and if that interaction is based on assumptions and there is no real genuine interest in knowing where one or the other is really coming from. Best thing is to leave them and probably it's best for you and them both. Yeah, no kidding. But, you know, there's a couple of people I was like, are you even familiar with my work? And they're like, yeah, Jay, I met you back in Atlanta, blah, 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 and came to your church. I'm like, stuff's changed. Okay. (laughs) You know, and then another guy's like, oh, I know all your family. I know, I grew up in the same neighborhood as your nephews. I'm like, like, that's not me. Okay. Right. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, Kate, our UK friend Kate. Oh, yes. Says, it reminds me of the Brexit vote here in the UK. Because it was very divisive and became very hard to maintain open conversation without tearing down the other person. Yeah. Lots of parallels. Um, it's a bummer how history repeats itself so often. Yeah. I think. Um, well, and how human we all really are. Yeah. 
You know, and I feel yeah. like the, that social media just amplifies that. Humanity, oh gosh, yeah. You know, and the a lot, a lot of times the most toxic parts of it, and so many presumptions go into it. It's like, oh, uh, let's search for the name J. Or, 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 let's search for the name Baker. Oh, J. Baker. Show for you. And then, oh uh, yeah, let's let's uh, respond to that. There you might be some like it's just yeah. like there's so many presumptions that go into it. Uh, without you know, relationships change things. I think for the better. Always, I think relationships with the other always improve your interactions with the other. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I think getting to know someone who you might have biases against will change how you think about them for the better. Or maybe you'll understand why you have those biases. Yeah, and if we can share each other's stories. Yeah, sure. You know? And I also wanted to say very quickly, at the beginning of your talk, um, I think I was reminded when when you were talking about uh, protests being a positive thing. It's a bummer to me that often in the media that protesting and rioting are lumped together. Yeah. Because much of your message was regarding violence, and that would fall more under the rioting category. But oftentimes I get asked, oh, how is the protesting and rioting going? Yeah. Or are there protests and riots in your area? Yeah. And they're not the same thing. No, no. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And I'm not saying that to you. I'm just saying no, yeah, you know, I hear you. that a lot of times that's, those are lumped together. Uh, our friend Joanna, who we recently talked to on Meet Your Congo that's coming out, I think, very soon, said it's hard when you want there to be closure and there just can't be with some people. When you have to end conversations. I think it's when you're talking yeah. about ending conversations. Yeah, definitely. It's yeah. definitely hard. And Cheryl said back to Joanna, uh, I agree. Sometimes there can't be closure. Uh, before I get to the small disagreement that happened, Angel said, in regards to politics, there's so much that many Americans need to look out, look out of borders of their own country and realize their government, Republican and Democrats have done so many have, oh, have done to so many different countries. Sorry. So much interventionism, so much suffering and all in the name of freedom, which is such a contradiction. That is a contradiction, Angel. Absolutely. No, it's huge. I mean, honestly, like, that's a great argument. Yes. It's a, and I that's mean, more history repeating itself, too. Yeah. Unfortunately. Uh, Thomas said, I agree. Everything uh, devolves to attack and counterattack. But I also do want to stop engaging. Hopefully we can find a way to keep dialogue in a respectful way. Because, yeah, it does It does get – it's so taxing to keep engaging when it's all just like attack, counterattack, attack, back oh, and yeah, forth, it's like, back it's and like the, when you're one s- verse sparring and you're like, this, John 3.16, no, but right, John 3.17 right, right. says, well, this, yeah, this, yeah. you know, and you just kind of – But the wages of sin is death. <laughs> but the gift of God is true life. You the Lord. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, Greg said – Yes, regarding violence, anyone who says it's okay is also saying it's okay to use violence against them. It's like the law of war, and it devolves into nothingness. And then Zoe responded, I think I have to disagree. Hopefully disagree well. (laughs) I would argue that if anyone, or if someone says that they will do whatever is necessary to protect their family from violence, including using violence to do so, it's not saying that they think it is okay for violence to be used against them. And then Greg responded, good point. I was referring to unprovoked violence, not self-defense. Oh, wow. So that was, that was the exchange that happened. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Mickey chimed in and said, or Mickey, who also was on Meet Your Congo. Yeah. I think all, all of these people I've, everyone who's commenting has been on Meet Your Congo. Yeah, I, I found a picture of Mickey the other day. Yeah. Uh, Mickey said, these are similar conversations as to what we discussed as kids. Quote, when the world hates you, 
Remember, they hated me first. They will hate us for standing for Christ's message of love, accepting our neighbors and loving them as ourselves. Roberta, hi, Roberta, said, it starts with the person in the mirror. If I have work to do, I make sure I'm doing what I think I'm supposed to be doing. If someone learns from me, that's great. If someone disagrees, step aside. You need to work on you. Yeah. And you know what? You're not going to see the plank in your own eye unless you look in the mirror, unless you see your reflection. You're just going to, you probably, you know, think you have a blind spot or maybe not even notice it it, within working within that metaphor. You know, you're not going to see the size of the plank or the speck (laughs) unless you look in the mirror, unless you see your own reflection, which is, I think, what Roberto was expressing there. Uh, And then Zoe said, as long as we are arguing with each other, (laughs) <laughs> Zoe loves the arguments. <laughs> those uh, those uh, perpetu- perpetuating the real violence will continue to separate families and kill and cage people. Loaded language. No, it's no, it's it is but not tough. untrue. But no, it is tough. You know, I mean, yeah. You know, I mean, I was having you know talking with somebody who was using King and then talking about violence, mm. and I'm going like. You know that doesn't coexist. It's, yeah. it's, it's very inconsistent. Yeah. You know, um, so. Yeah. All right, winding down here a little bit. Uh, Zoe said, "Fighting with each other stops us all from stopping the real violence going on now." Oh, he's, oh they're talking more about uh, no, wait, with mean, separated families and caged kids. Yeah, yeah, that's that's still going on, and and it's gotten worse. Yeah, yeah. And that's still like it's a bummer that we have to focus our energy on like one topic at a time. Yeah, yeah. Like remember, like uh, I don't know, a year ago, like when all we were talking about was kids in kids cages, and, cages and, we were going and to then protests. everything got more insane. And then yeah, and honestly, it's like if people should be screaming from the rooftops, including myself, about anything, it should be that there's children in cages being mistreated. I mean, when I think of my own children going through that, it would terrify me. And the fact. That I'm arguing with someone about, you know, how you know how Republicans are, and they'll say, "Well, the Republicans are the reason those kids are in the cages," you know. And, and I'm like, like well, but, "But not all of them agree with it," you know. what I mean, it, how much could it strengthen our voice if we had our fellow, you know, brothers and sisters on the conservative Republican side going like, "We don't think kids should be in cages either," because I guarantee you a lot of them don't, because yeah, I know they don't, because I talk to them. Because they have kids and they love know? kids, and. You know, also taking ownership of, of, of the left, taking ownership of realizing who built those cages and, you know, and how much, you know, we failed people like that. Totally. I mean, I mean, Bill Clinton put more people of color in prison than any conservative, mm. you know, because he was so tough on crime. I mean, the fact is, is like we got to that's once again, see the log in our own eye, see the spec and then go to work. You know, okay, you got a log, I got a spec, you got a log, we both got a log, we both got specs, you know, whatever. We should probably try to figure out a better way for us to deal with these mm-hmm. families and keep these families together. Um, otherwise, in 20 years, you're going to see these kids coming back. Yeah, right. To, 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 to do for vengeance, and I would if I was, yeah. you know, if you destroyed my family. Yeah, that way. because in a sense, and this is kind of scriptural too, like we're, we, are, we are always planting seeds that will always either yeah. grow into something or fail to. And and that will affect us in the future. Yeah. The things that we're planting will 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 grow around us and that's going to affect the way that our reality is shaped. Right. You know, how yeah. we treat people, how we how we handle situations is going to affect the future. That's just how this shit works. 
Sorry for my language. Uh, Angel said yesterday, for the sake of whatever it is, maybe ah, I watched the Franklin Graham. Oh yeah, I watched that too. The Franklin Graham prayer event, which was more of a prayer off of <laughs> make the best prayer. Oh yeah. And I was noticing all the militaristic propaganda that it legitimized, even uh, again in the name of freedom. Exceptionalism and manifest destiny rhetoric is still alive and well. My conclusion. It's difficult to sustain conversations about the world with people we've been edu- or with people who have been educated under this regime. Yes, I said regime. Yeah, I think when we're with the individual, it's different than when it's the group. Yeah, I agree. And I, I, think, I didn't like Frank, Franklin Graham's prayer either, and I don't think Franklin Graham and I would be friends. I just I don't. I, I think Franklin Graham has has got horrible theology. I think he's got. I mean, I'd love to, you know, try to sit down and talk to him, but yeah. I think he's got issues with power I mean, and, and issues man. of being dominant. As, he was raised mostly by the, kid. yeah, and he was raised most by the Falwell family because his father wasn't around because his father was constantly on crusades. So he was raised by Jerry Falwell and uh, most of his life and kind of ignored as a kid. And uh, now he's this and um, some recipe, but no, it's just. It's awful, but it's also awful that that we that I think that these guys' days are numbered, and I think they're the days are behind them, and I think there's a deeper view to people who are on the right than those people. I think it's easy to focus on the mm. people who are like, let me do a stink and put a bunch of people together right. and, and and have a prayer breakfast, you know, and do yeah. this, and then think, well, they're all like that. Yeah. And the fact is, is I know a lot of atheist. Republicans. Right. You know what I mean? I know a lot of people who are like, those guys are full of shit. You know, I just, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, it's the idea is like, again, it's, it's the great distraction. Like when I see people put Newsweek article about my dad's show, I go like, really? Because I didn't know most people even knew he was still on television. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, why is this reported worth reporting? Well, but the people that are going to talk to you are the few people who know he's still on television. Yeah, but but, everyone knows he's still on television. Is it the ones who do know? But I'm just saying, like, you know, we we focus on these things and go, like, oh, look at this evil. This guy's trying to sell the snake oil. And look, aren't they all bad? You know? And it's like going, like, well, how many crazy liberal Christians do we know? You know, why aren't they reporting about Nadia Boltz Weber? Or why aren't they reporting about, like, Like, you know, Brian McLaren and all these different other people who are saying wild, you know, stuff mm-hmm. on the left. You know, I mean, they're not saying horrible stuff. They're just saying stuff, you know, where Shane Claiborne is turning freaking machine guns into shovels, you know, and, 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 and battling the death penalty. You know, I just I just think it's it's that we get manipulated by the media and it causes a, us to get into a type of hysteria that's not based in complete reality. Yes. And maybe it's also worth noting that even the the vocabulary that you're using right now of like the conservatives and the liberals yeah. is like even that that um, construct of a dichotomy, yeah. that construct of bipartisanship. Like, what do the party lines really come down to? What does Republican really come down to? What does liberal really come down to? You know, like there there are like some a couple, maybe three or four defining traits, and then you you can slide in any other agenda under the label. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, then abortion becomes a liberal thing, you know, or, or, or uh, uh, pro-choice becomes a liberal thing. And you, you, there's just like all these tiny little nuances. I don't know. Like uh, you could probably make an argument to where 
enforcing like drunk driving was a a, a partisan issue. Our seatbelts, yeah, our seatbelts. Yeah. Whereas that's something everyone can agree on. Yeah, but yeah. you can you can make anything a partisan issue once you have someone hooked with like the. What's the term, the issue that you vote on, like the platform issues or the... Uh, single voter the, Yeah, or issues. single issue voter, yeah, like that type of stuff. Well, it's strange, too, that like, you know, and I've had conversations with like big anti-abortionists and, you know, they're so like, they really believe that, that abortion is the end of human life and that people are being slaughtered and killed and that it's the new, you know, Holocaust. Genocide. Yeah, and it's genocide. And it's like, in hearing them talk about it, I'm like... Well, man, if I really believed that, I would have be hard time not voting just on that issue. You yeah, know, sure. I don't agree with it, right. but I like I can. But, yeah, I, but I, I do. I'm yeah, understanding in you in your shoes. Yeah. I'm understanding you more. Yeah. You know, like why this is such a. But what about all the lives after? You know, mm. you try to get into that, and they're like, "Yeah, but we could, these people." Are, you know, and so it's like, well, should Hitler? You might. Been you know, maybe it just it's just afraid. Maybe people are just afraid to empathize with the other, and I get that. You know, it yeah. also causes you to reflect on yourself. I don't think we're going to solve anything today. This is just. Probably a talk that could have been best left untalked about. I don't agree with you on that. I don't know. I'm just tired. I'm just tired of all this shit, and I think we all are. Yeah, I think we all are too. Let's use, let's end on this note from Zoe. Using famous American TV Christians as an example of Christians, or even all American Christians, is like using the weekly world news as an example of all newspapers. Yeah. It's a it's a caricature, right? It's yeah. a cartoon. No, it's totally, it's a cartoon. Okay. So it's clickbait. Love you guys. Thanks for this time together, and um, we're still moving to uh, Seattle. Seattle, I think. <laughs> I can't even remember where we're moving. We need your support. It's getting really scary. It's getting down to the like the the wire getting here. Down to the wire. And um, so, um, yeah. Keep us in mind if, if, if you want to help. And um, we can talk more about this. You know, I'm still on Instagram and Twitter. And I'd also love to see more of you guys out there talking about um, how we can have these better conversations. Mm. And uh, yeah, so good luck with that. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Good luck. Bye. Here's your assignment. We'd like to remind you that our ministry is supported 100% by listeners like you. To make your 100% tax-deductible donation today, please visit revolutionchurch.com donate. You can also learn more by clicking the donate section on the website.